Deconstruct 2006, a one-day web conference in Brighton, England on the 8th of September. Here's some food for thought. This is from a presentation from Deconstruct 2005. There are twice as many uh, mobile phones than there are internet users of any kind. There are three times as many mobile phones than there are personal computers. There are more mobile phones than credit cards, more mobile phones than automobiles, more mobile phones than TV sets, and more mobile phones than fixed or wireline phones. 30% of the global population carries a mobile. Over 30 countries have achieved over 100% cell phone penetration rates. In markets like Finland, Italy and Hong Kong, the typical first-time customer is under the age of 10. It's the only digital gadget carried by every economically viable person on the planet. Younger people have stopped using wristwatches and rely only upon the mobile phone for time. It's the only universal device and the device of the century. Now, aside from that last sentence, which is a little bit fluffy and up itself, um, the interesting thing about that is that this came from an, from an analyst report uh, from a company called Ovum. And if you've been in the industry, particularly around the late 90s, you've probably been inoculated against believing anything that analysts ever tell you. Um, because they were coming up with all sorts of rubbish around them. But the interesting thing about this is that this isn't predictions. This is where we are right now, um, and it's still growing. Uh, and this kind of sums up uh, why it is uh, that we think that mobile is actually the future for, for Internet access or for any sort of personal connectivity. That was Tom Hume, and in case you couldn't tell, he's mobile mad. Tom lives here in Brighton, so I popped around to his office and had a little chat with him. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I run Future Platforms, uh, which is a Brighton-based software company. Uh, we specialize in doing all sorts of design and technology-related things for the mobile internet. So a lot of our work has been uh, around WAP or XHTML sites. Over the years, that's become more sophisticated, and now we're much more about applications, uh, producing particularly connected applications that uh, might sit on a handset and do something a little bit interesting. This whole mobile scene is generally a big unknown for most web developers. Um, when you spoke at Deconstruct 2005, were you trying to enlighten people as to what the mobile scene was all about? Well, yeah, um, it's very much the new kid on the block when it comes to media. Uh, and there's a tendency, whenever a new media comes along, for it to be seen uh, in terms of the ones that came before it. When the web first came along, there was a tendency for print companies to say, our oh, websites, they're just like brochures, we can do that sort of thing. And we've seen very much the same sort of tendency with mobile. It's actually quite different, um, despite the fact that there are some similarities at a technical level. Uh, and it needs a slightly different approach to that which your traditional uh, web shop might give it. So do you think that really people should specialise? Perhaps, yes. I mean, that's certainly the route that we've taken. If you look at how people use mobile, then it, the context of use is rather different. It tends to be much more goal-directed. Um, there are lots of limitations in terms of screen sizes and input mechanisms, which you don't really have with the with the fixed internet. As far as people specialising in that sort of stuff, I think it's got to be an overall part of, of a digital strategy if you're going to be doing that sort of thing. So in that sense, then I think it has to sit alongside the website, but that doesn't mean that it's just about shrinking websites down into you know 128 by 128 screen. So how did it go last year? You had to speak to a room full of web developers about something that they probably didn't know that much about. How did, how did you feel it went? I had really good fun. Um, and you know, I, I sort of read up on the weblogs afterwards, of, and I think most people seem to get something out of it. And there are there a few people who I think got, got more than, uh, than others did, but it was good fun. 
Um, and it was a nice audience. You know, we, I was able to sort of talk about things which I've experienced in, in my career coming from a sort of, you know, web development background um, without having to, you know, talk to other people or do any of that sort of stuff, which was really nice. This year's Deconstruct, it's a year later, we're having another conference, but no sign of the mobile web. Is that slightly disappointing for you? Yes. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it would be nice to see this stuff getting uh, continued prominence. Uh, if you look at the um, way that mobile has grown over the last year, you can see that uh, it's a much bigger industry or bigger part of the industry than it was a year ago. You've got things like the W3C consortium uh, getting serious with their best practices for the mobile web, which is you know a, a document that's very much targeting traditional web developers. You've got the launch of the .mobi domain, which has sort of polarized opinion across the, the fixed and the mobile internet. Uh, there's all sorts of other activities, and as time goes on, this stuff does get more mature. Um, Nokia open sourcing uh, their browsers. You're starting to see people talking about Ajax on, on the mobile web, which was something we weren't really seeing a year ago at all. So, um, yeah, it would have been nice to have seen more of that sort of sort of stuff here, but it's a limited uh, schedule. You can't fit everything in, can you? Now, speaking from the point of view of a developer, I think one of the reasons why developers tend to avoid the mobile web is, frankly, we have a hard enough time as it is trying to work around differences between, say, Firefox and Internet Explorer, two browsers. Now, it looks like complete babble on the mobile browser scene where you've got hundreds, thousands. How many user agents are there out there? Well, it's actually a little bit more, more complicated than that even because um, you've got a vast variety of handsets out there uh, but they're also going in over the networks of different operators and frequently proxies and, that are located on those networks will mess with your content as well so you've got to look at browser and gateway combinations on top of that you've got a very uneducated user base who don't even know that they're using a browser um, never mind which browser they're using and they're not able or inclined to upgrade their software in order to view your service so in fact the, the problem is much much worse uh, and yeah it is a huge headache but it's one that um, you just have to deal with and as I frequently say, you know, if it was very, very easy, um, it wouldn't be fun. Can Opera save the world? Uh, if they get distribution deals on the vast variety of handsets that are out there today, then they'll make a difference. But the mobile world is so fragmented that I don't really see any one vendor sorting the problem out for everyone. I mean, you know, Macromedia have, have put a lot of effort into this over the last, let me think, five, six years, and they haven't gotten it licked yet. So I don't see any one vendor getting there. Deconstruct 2006... Nothing there about mobiles, but it is all about APIs. When people talk about APIs, they tend to think of applications sitting on the web that you acquire a, a web browser to go to. Maybe it's all Ajaxified, but can't we use APIs for mobile applications too? Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, at a, at a technical level, sitting behind um, any application, whether it be mobile or web, you can expose functionality with APIs. So you've seen, I think, uh, Chris Heathcote of Nokia um, producing a backpack client for mobile which uses all of their public APIs to deliver the functionality of that product uh, on a handset. So yeah, they've certainly got their place here and a lot of the work that we do involves either hooking into third-party APIs, whether that be from network operators or, or other vendors, or exposing uh, functionality ourselves through you know REST, SOAP, whatever. Give me an example. Tell me about something you've done with a, an API. Best example is probably a, a product that we did for Nokia uh, about a year ago uh, called Twitcher. It was an exploration of mobile play, um, which we did for their uh, Insight and Foresight division. And it's basically a, a bit of a sort of knowing wink at Twitcher, uh, at Flickr, sorry. It's a little game where um, birds visit your phone and you have to catch them um, before they fly away again, uh, take photos of them, and then you can share these photos online. So it's a sort of Tamagotchi meets Flickr experience. And as part of that, there's a whole website built into it, uh, which is very much uh, reminiscent of the look and feel of Flickr. And the, at the back end of that site sits a set of APIs so that third parties can come along and you can you know, program your own little extensions to the game. We very much wanted to build a world that people could participate in. 
and uh, and sort of bend to their own will. Now, suppose a developer does want to get into the whole mobile thing. Where do they start? I mean, they know blogs for CSS. They know the blogs to go to learning about markup and JavaScript. But what's the scene like for mobile development? Um, very fragmented. Uh, as far as development resources go, um, I'd recommend looking at the sorts of things that some of the handset vendors are putting out. Nokia have a very good site, Forum Nokia, which has a whole pile of documentation and tools on it. But it's worth looking at other ones as well. Motorola and, and Samsung both uh, have developer sites, as I think do Sony Ericsson. Um, looking beyond that, for solid information, a lot of it comes from trial and error. I mean, there's a few good mailing lists. and I'd look at the Werfel or WML programming mailing list, um, which has a great deal of uh, useful uh, discussion on it. Uh, it'd be worth definitely checking out the W3C recommendations, which I think a lot of people in the mobile industry feel um, are a little bit on the basic side, but they're an excellent introduction to, to the problems of mobile. Having a look at a few of the weblogs out there, I guess, as well. Are emulators going to be any help whatsoever, or do people just have to go out there and get a bucket full of mobile phones? If you're actually launching a real service, um, then you need a bucket full of phones. Emulators are really good for getting about 75-80% of the way. Uh, they're great for doing most of the development, but they're not good enough to, to test on and then release the project into the wild. We have the proverbial cupboard full of handsets sitting around here, which we supplement every few months. And we actually run things uh, on a real device before it goes out there. And even then, sometimes that's not going to catch everything. Sometimes devices have been customized by specific operators. Sometimes different firmware versions of the same device behave differently. Um, you're not going to catch every problem, but you really need to be testing on a real um, handset in order to make sure that product is going to be worth releasing. Sounds like hard work. So back to Deconstruct. Did you have a good time? Did you learn something? Was there anything in particular that stood out for you last year? I particularly enjoyed the talk on the BBC Backstage product that I think Ben Metcalf gave. That was really nice. Um, just seeing how a large organisation is sort of gradually opening up um, functionality very much, you know, tying into sort of the API side of things, I guess. Uh, that was uh, the high point for me. And I have to ask, will you be going to Deconstruct 2006? Of course. And uh, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to there, or just want to have a good time in Brighton? Um, well, I'm already having a good time in Brighton, actually. But no, it's just nice to gather lots of uh, smart people together and, and see what's being done. Um, there's nothing specific that I'm going along for this time. It's just good to indulge in that sort of atmosphere when it's right here on a doorstep. And would you agree, then, that the presentations are only half the story and you have to stick around and go to the pub afterwards if you want to get the most out of something like Deconstruct? Definitely. I think if you want to uh, get the most out of it this year, you have to go and play Crazy Golf at the uh, Snipperoo-sponsored party. He's right, you know. The Crazy Golf is going to be the highlight of the after-party. My thanks to Tom for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>